Anthony. Hi. Hey. Oh, I didn't realize that we're dealing with transatlantic uh, communication. Where are you on the surface of the moon? Talking to you, that, that hello was like when yeah. they uh, launched people to the moon, that, that gap in time between communications. Are you actually on the moon at this moment? I, I was just making my way around the dark side of it. We're talking about Apollo, what is it, 13? What's the one with Apollo. Tom Hanks and Bacon? Kevin Bacon. Uh, Apollo 13. Yeah, that's the one where they're like, oh, we can't, we're not going to be able to land this thing. We got a slingshot around the moon because we hit something or something fell off the side of the spoiler telephone. alert um, for anybody who hasn't seen that yet. So um, <laughs> yeah, spoiler alerts have to wear out after a certain amount of time. There has to be a statute of limitations. I think spoiler alerts. No more than six months. I agree. Like if somebody ruins the end of Schindler, Schindler's list, I'm not going to be bummed. Well, because, yeah. It, I mean, a, a spaceship as as, doesn't show up. As far as I understand, if I watch Schindler's List, I'm probably going to be bummed. That would be the, the correct reaction. Yeah, uh, they, right, in that assessment. They, they dropped the musical number in the edit. Thank God. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we've been away for a few weeks. It's the summer. Enjoy yeah. the summer. Um, yeah. I've been uh, doing new music nation work, uh, doing uh, going out shooting. Uh, every week we say we're going to go someplace different than we wind up at Young and Dundas. And it's because, like, at least I know, reasonably I knew that there would be people there I could right. talk to and interact with. Yeah. But then we started shooting on Mondays. Oh, and the Monday crowd is wearing a little thin, is that? The Monday crowd is just a business crowd, and they're not that busy. Get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to talk. Well, no, they just don't engage at all. I mean, they uh. walk by and say, hey, Ed Bissock, but that's not a conversation. That's mm. just, you know, like that song Scrubs, you know, hanging out his best friend's ride, trying to holla at me. Um, right. so they just not in the car. Yeah. No, they um, don't have a best friend or a ride. Yeah. And uh, we're so we're, we're going to go to different parts of the city. You're going to find we're, out we're, we're going to do the... it on Sundays. Oh, well, that would be good. Trinity Bellwoods then. Talk to all the millennials and the hipsters that we make fun of. Yeah, maybe I should. But isn't it like a COVID hotspot. I think that they, uh, I think, uh, I, I'm not sure, but last time I drove by, it looked like the tent stuff got, might, may have not be, may not be there anymore. Like, I think they got a lot of people out of there. I got the impression there was a lot of filthy, sweaty people there. Well, that's just on any given day. I mean, it's Trinity Bellwoods. It's, yeah. of course, that's, it, that's, you're in good, for a pint, you're in for a pound. You know? It's a, it's a good suggestion. Um, and also, if it's a Sunday, maybe St. Lawrence Market area but st lawrence market's probably closed at this it's, point it's a bit of a it's kind of like a bit of a uh it's a bit of a circus there because there's like like those kinds of days like it say sunday afternoon you get the slack liners and the frisbee people and people with you know it's it's just kind of sideshow talent day slack liners would be fun to kind of talk to or mess around with they're a different breed do you know what slack lining is yeah that's when you put a a a, a rope between two points and you make a slacker slide down it's sort of it's like it's ziplining of, with a slacker it's like loose tight it's like non it's like the opposite of tightrope walking but it's still the same thing it's like loose rope walking <laughs> slack line slack line slack oh, what line. is it what is, what is this like that's what it is it's like you said two posts on either end and it's like a loose 
tightrope that's like maybe a foot off the ground. So it's it's like tightrope walking, but it's loose. It's like you're shitting me. I no, made I'm, up what I thought was the most absurd interpretation. Yeah, I thought you were trying to. That, that was an ad. That was like uh, like 75 percent correct. Yeah. So the thing I made up that I thought was was bug fuck stupid. <laughs> it's what is it is actually what it is. More or less. Yeah. Well, more or less. I don't understand how you're supposed to walk on a loose rope. That's what I'm saying. It would make for great television. What is wrong? Oh, my God. The world just got darker. Yeah. And these people all dress like they're uh, it's sort of like I feel like it, it ties in with like steampunks like to do it. Like people who dress like like old tiny oh, pirates. Do I hate steampunk. Oh, slowly I turn step by step. Maybe I we can hate steampunk. I it's hate an, the people who do steampunk. It's I an know a lot of them. I know too many people who do steampunk. They're all fucking morons. Are any of them I, engineers? Like, do any of them actually work on? No, like, they just they go to to, to Michael's craft store and buy oh. little packages of gears, and then they put them on a top hat and stick them on a top. And they make well, they got to get the rust colored paint too, right? Rust colored paint is big. Yeah, they the got to make it look community. like it's worn. It's like and it's then, old. And then they wear uh, oh. uh, like monocles, period clothes. Like, Right. Funny, like like a lot of like strappy stuff, right? Like uh, well, it's kinda... Victorian England kind of oh, stuff. And corset-y. I remember one guy. Uh, yeah, the guys were the corsets. I remember one guy talking to me. He was dressed in steampunk and he said it was a finer time. And I'm thinking, no, it was, a... it was not a finer time. They, they we didn't they didn't have universal flush toilets and, and pl- proper plumbing or um, polio vaccine were, either. Yeah, you didn't have vaccines. People were dying of diseases. People were right. dying in ditches. It was in, generally in a greasy time, right? Because if you're if you're if you're making your look after somebody who's kind of rusty and covered in soot, how could things have possibly been better? You know, it, of course, it was a white guy saying this because, you know, wow. have white, white guy paradise. You know, if you were any what? kind of minority back oh then, God. it was not a finer time. I wanted to yeah. smash this guy like the Hulk smashed Loki. Did he say it kind of smugly with his eye cl- eyes closed? Like, ah, oh, it was a finer time. Like yeah, that was, sort of it thing. Was like, it was like that. It, oh, God. And he did. Was he twirling his sort of quaffed mustache? No, he didn't have a he didn't have one of those. A quaffed. I find a quaffed mustache and a steampunk generally aren't too far apart. Well, usually there's guys with beards. Ah, yes. And, and some they, ladies. Yeah, there's some women that I, that's got to be. The thing like they have they're into the way that those girls dress, because why else would you do that? That's not a lifestyle. It's just a clothing Steampunk choice. Isn't even like, you know, you got people dressing like Doctor Who, God save them. But there's a Doctor Who TV show that's yeah. that that sets the fashions of the costumes, a you waistcoat, a waistcoat. People in who dress like various science fiction television shows. Cosplayers inspired. Yeah, cosplayers, but not all. Like, but they're constantly. This is steampunk is like a is like a long form cosplay of a sort. Steampunk isn't it? does isn't based on anything other than a look. It's not based on a work of fiction or a work no. of fact. It's right. it's just people who want to dress up like twits. They're just it's kind of like old future, right? Because they have retro tech- retro futuristic. It's what if uh, <laughs> that uh, that kind of fashion and stuff. And steam had been the uh, had become the dominant for- source of power instead of petroleum. I think of it sort of as like pre Mad Max or sort of Mad Mask esque. 
a little bit. I think of it Maybe, as like a bunch of losers. Bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah. Just a, I hate steampunk. I hate it. I go, I'm not big on the Doctor Who fans. Right. I mean, dressing oh. like a doctor, dressing like Doctor Who, that's uh, an automatic sign that says kick me. Uh, a dweeb like being, alert. It's like being a mime. Like, you, you, you take your life into your hands. Um, but anyway, uh, so I've been shooting that stuff. And meeting choices. some interesting people and uh, getting getting uh, our channel uh, frozen for two weeks by YouTube. Oh, good. So just basically your first year of YouTube is turning out exactly how you'd expect it. This is the dumb thing. OK, what happened with it getting frozen? What happened there? Tell we us. We put up a show called Metal Momentum with Robbie Stevenson, the VJ, who's a metalhead right. introducing right. metal videos. Ah. And then we get this strike against us it wasn't a strike it was a knock that said you know if you get another one of these knocks we're going to suspend your account for two weeks uh -oh. um what they said was they did it because we were spreading false medical advice about covid and we're like, what are you even talking about we're talking we're talking about metal videos and then yeah. i thought okay they're not giving me any indication there was this pickup truck um, that was owned by crazy, crazy anti-vaxxers. Like anti-vaxxers, crazy to begin with. These are crazy, crazy anti-vaxxers. Um, but the, the big tailgate, in big letters across the tailgate, it said, I eat ass. Yeah, so, I was wondering what that was. So we had to investigate we didn't know what the bumper stickers were going to be. Well, there we were had other to investigate bumper the, the rest. Of, and there was bumper stickers along the top of the tailgate above I eat ass. So we right. had to invest. You have to. You can't just let that go by. That's gold. Right. So of we course. go over and Robbie was reading the crazy bumper stickers about COVID. Mm -hmm. And they, they weren't even necessarily uh, saying COVID was fake, but they were, you know, fuck Trudeau and all the other shit like that. Okay. Um, and. I said, okay, maybe they're considering that to be spreading false medical information. So that piece, I blurred it and I took the audio out and put in a little voiceover saying why we had to blur it and take the audio out. I figured that mm. ought to be enough. Put it back up. They take it down again, still spreading false medical advice. And I appeal it and they say, no, you're still spreading false medical advice. And I'm like, there's no Ow. fucking Can medical advice in the whole goddamn thing. Can they give you specifics or do they, is it, no. just, it's all very, it's all very big brothery with YouTube, it's a, isn't it? It's an like algorithm. Really know. An algorithm flags your video, then you appeal to another algorithm. There's no human beings involved There's... in these processes. And it, it, this doesn't make any sense. There's nothing about medical advice in a, a show introducing heavy metal videos. Nothing. There was nothing about COVID. Specifically, they mentioned COVID. There's nothing about COVID in the show. Not even in the title. Not even in the title. Nothing. There is nothing you can construe as being talking about COVID at all, let alone spreading false medical information. But again, you're appealing to a fucking computer. So they, because it was the second time, they froze the, the account for two weeks, can't put any videos up. Dickheads. Well, and I'm trying. I know somebody on the inside uh at, at uh, youtube um and uh been trying to get him to uh to to investigate he said he was going to investigate i haven't heard back from him um maybe he hasn't heard back from anybody inside that's the thing you can't talk to a you can't talk to a human being in the 
the, the fucking old days when there was TV stations. TV stations had physical addresses where if you really needed to, you could, you could go them. to the address and complain. Yeah. You, they had phone numbers so you could call and speak to somebody. I mean, now there's still TV stations, but they uh, you could, they, they want you to come over and talk to them. They're, they're, they're so lonely. They're yeah, so there's lonely. nothing going on. But uh, now if you try to call them there, it's all just voicemail. You yeah, if you know the voicemail, you could press zero no matter where you called. They gave you a million options. You could press zero for an operator. Now you press zero for an operator. It says, and it hangs up on you. Well, or it hangs up or it says that option is not understood. And right. they go back to reading you the various options, which have no application whatsoever to what you want to talk to them about. So if you don't fit in neatly into one of those shoe boxes, then you can't talk. And so you press one and you wind up talking to somebody in the wrong department who says it's the wrong department. And they're about as useful as tits on a bull. So they try to transfer you and then you get kicked out again. And it's, it's funny. And the options no, are always there's no way to interact with human beings anymore. There's always a lot of options on those automated lists, but none of them are ever the option you need. No. And it's like, I can see why these options would be options and why people would be calling about it. What about the fact that there are a million other permutations that could be wrong? Well, the fact is they don't want to deal with your complaint. Right. Because so, they know it's because it's the same complaint that everybody else has. They say go to our uh, they, you know, they have a support page or a chat with us page on mm. online. You go there and all it is is type in your concern here and they give you some bullshit uh, Back pre-digested to the- answer email somebody problem. yeah and i find that you yeah. can't click on uh a, a chat icon to talk to a human being it used to be you could click on the chat thing and a human being would pop up they got rid of that option it's all and automated the thing is, i hate human beings but i still am would desirous rather. of talking to one of them when there is a problem because machines are not smart enough to handle this shit no they're not no they're not so brass tacks we're back at it well the youtube just, channel is open up again and stuff's no. gonna start going up when is no. it In the first week hasn't even passed oh, so this just happened this just happened That's it odd. happened uh monday it happened so hmm. we're still in the uh still in youtube jail so when in the meantime this? we're still shooting more footage because we got uh over a thousand uh videos submitted and they keep coming in so Holy we're still shit. shooting yeah. um well you know I, I said before the problem was that so many of them were good it was a problem because how do you run that many videos um so thankfully some videos have been coming in that aren't that good oh good the shit started to, to see yeah in. it started to make the the choices a little easier like yeah no and obviously then, you know, the, not the, the, this video came in that was very amusing until it started um, with the COVID conspiracy theories oh, no. all the way through it. And like, okay, it's not funny. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse that literally anyone, if they want to, can film a music video. And they do. And they do. But so that's good for us in the sense that over time we'll learn because your taste is obviously going to mature once you've seen a thousand music videos. You know which ones are going to be excellent and you know you'll be pretty much aware of which ones are from the get-go going to be shite well i uh if it doesn't hold me in the first 10 seconds uh, i i uh, i will skip to later in the video yeah but the thing is this is the internet 
It's got to hold you in the first 10 seconds. If it doesn't, no one else is going to watch it either. So these videos, there has to be something in the first 10 seconds. And uh, there's a number of these videos that run credits before the video. No, that's so usually what I do is I start the video after the credits because the video is pretty good, but no one's going to stick around to read the, no one gives a shit about who directed this thing. Only the people who made it. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm sorry. Your mom won't see your name on the internet. Anyway, it's, it's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be a little daunting. I would assume because you have to like, generally speaking, as crooked as the music industry is the cream, once you, the cream does rise to the top in a way. I uh, think. In some cases, the cream is the, 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 the it's not cream at the top. It's froth or and, curds. Uh, because there's been a lot of activity stirring the uh, stirring the liquid. So there's a froth at the top. It isn't necessarily the cream. It's just yeah. the froth rises to the top. Often. Yeah. But there's a lot of great creators and a great a lot of great people out there. Um, it's just there's also monumentally more shit. Well, the, this is the, like the percentage the of someone who's perc- yeah, the percentage of, the of somebody who's going to be good is obviously a lot smaller than but that doesn't hurt us either way. Right. I find that there are better. The, the ratio of good to bad music videos is better in that there are more good music videos than when you transfer over to comedy videos or those other uh, shocker videos, which are usually so bad, like. Right. It's funny to the people who made the video, maybe. Oh, uh, uh, there's maybe so not. much shit in yeah. just general videos. That's why I'm glad we're focusing on music videos, because at right. least there, people have taken the time to craft a song, to play yeah. the song, they, yeah. to learn instruments. They're, right. like, they're, it's not just, here, look what happens when I put this inside a bottle of Coke. Like, it's not, you know, here, look, watch what happens oh, you when mean some s- kid kicked the kid and kid some, somebody else in the balls. Like, it's just... You know, going back to things like eating Tide Pods and some of those dumb challenges, um, this isn't like that. There's much more discipline in music videos because it's harder to make a music video. Well, there's, I mean, just it's just harder to video. It's just, it's just harder to write a song ultimately, and to record to record a song and have it sound good. Well, it's a fundamental argument between TikTok and YouTube, really. I mean, do you want to watch something that has some shareable or learnable value or do you just want to blindly stare at your phone for five hours and pass out that's the difference right you know what i don't understand people who watch youtube like i watch television who like just sit there and go from clip to clip to clip it's just not in my constitution but there's they're watching random shit like that i mean it's TikTok is weird. Like one or two is like, oh, haha, that's funny. But you so like John and I were noticing this the other like maybe a couple months ago. I can't remember exactly. But she's like, hey, I got TikTok. I'm like, OK, let's watch it once and then delete it off your phone. And she's like, well, fuck you. I'll do what I want. I was like, OK. And then uh, so we're I was watching it and it sucks you in like they have perfected that shit, man. Like we were just like, ha ha ha. That was funny. Next one, please. Ha ha ha. Like it's it's honestly like uh the siren song, you know, leading the ship to uh, to wreck. Gash itself on the rocks. Gash itself on the rock. Who's that song of the siren? TikTok is the song to the siren. Well, I'm you know on uh, TikTok now. Cool. Uh, no, it's not cool. I'm sick and tired <laughs> of there being, I mean, because there's going to be another platform that's going to come up at some point, And then yeah. we're going to have to be on that. Like you've got, you know, back when I was on television, back in the Stone Age, 
um, people knew to watch television. The when source to watch of your it. content was yeah. the screen. And I didn't have to be on several television stations at the same time. Right. Each one with a different uh, length of content. Because YouTube, you notice, just introduced shorts to try to compete with TikTok. So now when you're scrolling through your YouTube feed, there'll be YouTube shorts, which are effectively the same exact thing, 30 seconds or 10 seconds of a video. And all these con content creators, personally, my medium of choice now is YouTube. I've really found like a nice list of subscriptions, my general interests, whether it be whether it be cars or watches or whatever it is that I'm interested in, comedy stuff, I subscribe to that. And when my videos pop up, I can sit there for half an hour or an hour and watch them. And they're mostly long form. And I, I you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, stuff like that. And I, I like that. I like being able to say, oh, I can learn something about this or I can learn something about that. I try to use it as a tool for still entertainment, but also some form of education. Well, you're, I, don't know. I mean, what you're doing is the, the, the newest version of what people did with television, which is they'd sit there with the remote and graze. They'd yeah. you know, find something that was interesting, find the yeah. next thing that's on. And that's interesting. It's the same thing. It's the yeah. same instinct. It's yeah. to gra you know, go grazing because mm. you're not specifically looking for anything in particular. Find you'll what go you like. Grazing. Um, I go grazing. I go grazing. But I'm not graze. going, not grazing on a 10 second interval. I'm grazing on over time. I've sort of created my own list of stuff that I like based on, I assume, the suggestions. But you know, it all, it all kind of the algorithm, I guess, is sort of feeding me stuff, but it wouldn't do it wouldn't feed me what it does if it wasn't for my interests. Right. Speaking of interests. Yeah, I understand you went to the Van Gogh exhibit in Toronto. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't I realize see you were an art aficionado. That's got to well, be Giada. Giada wanted to go. You had no interest <laughs> in going. Giada said, let's go to Van Gogh. He did. You she said did. yes. Because that's right. You're smart enough not to argue with Giada because she's got the brains in the family. That's so, right. That's right. And she's also yep. got the no taste. With that. That's right. So that's right. she wanted to go to Van Gogh. You were right. already predisposed to feeling like you're being dragged into this. I was up going, for whatever. Well, no, you, 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 you had a jaded mindset going like, oh, fuck, do I have to go watch, see this shit? This so, was this was my mindset. I'll tell you what my mindset was. You're not far off, but this was my mindset. They have these fucking banners up for this thing everywhere you go all along the Queensway, all around downtown, every lamppost, Van Gogh exhibit, Van Gogh exhibit. I've been seeing it for months. You couldn't go while it was locked out. Oh, you can drive through the van. How do you drive through the Van Gogh? So finally, we get tickets. She said, OK, it's our anniversary. We're kind of it's our weekend. We got a couple days off after, you know, six or eight weeks of craziness at reopening the salon. They say, OK, let's wander over there for the Van Gogh immersive art exhibit and our expectations were pretty high for this thing because we'd seen different versions of interactive art exhibits whereby you're walking through a thing and the floors lit up and blah 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 and there wasn't really we got there and so there okay check in we paid for the extra for the premiere whatever she arranged the tickets and said okay let's do the uh the extra one and i said okay the little bit extra so it was 100 bucks for the two of us and i thought okay that's i guess that's reasonable i don't know so we get there and our 100 bucks we figured okay this must get us something it got us the flimsiest shittiest little fucking pillow 
And we're like, what's this pillow all about? And then when you go in there, it's just basically a gymnasium that's been retrofitted with projectors and a really, really high end sound system that's projecting a loop of 30 of 35 minute long loop of his various artworks, but kind of reimagined in a collage form. And they don't have you go in at any particular time, like when the say the video starts. They just say, yeah, go on in. It's on a 35 minute loop. And if it loops back around, you can just wait to the end. So any concept of flow or experience is pretty much immediately thrown out the window. The second thing is we found out what the pillows were for. You're basically just supposed to go in there and sit on the floor and sort of like let it let it immerse you. And it's really hard to do that when there's still bright fire alarm things, exit signs everywhere. So you're not really immersed in anything. And Third of all, chairs were free. They didn't seem to mention that on the website. So you couldn't, you could have easily just grabbed a plastic chair, but we paid a premium to sit on the floor on a shitty pillow that didn't really do anything. And who, and they're reusable. We didn't get to take it home. And it just had like a little like picture of Van Gogh on it. Like, oh, cool. Um, so we both walked, we sat there for our 35 minute loop, whatever. We walked in halfway through because whatever. Uh, they didn't tell us when it started. And we kind of looked at each other and we're like, was that worth it? And we're like, nah, it was kind of not worth it. So it so, was everything you were afraid of, but right. more pretentious. Right. You know what I, first of all, I would have used that pillow to nap. Um, <laughs> that's what I would assume it's for. And yeah. what I would have done before I gave the pillow back, I would have sat on it and ripped a few farts. I'm sure I wouldn't have been the first. Yeah, because that, you know, when you sit on it and don't give it room to breathe, it yeah. makes the pillow into a stink bomb. Have you ever been in fishing? Like in a boat? Like in a little boat? I was in a boat. Uh, we shot a segment in a boat. Otherwise, why would I go fishing? I can buy no, no, fish no, no. in like store. It, in a little tin boat, you know, like they, like they do up north. Like, you know, the, 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 the picture of two guys in a boat fishing. Yeah, you know that? I, I know that it's, it's it's terrifying to me. Little boat up north, whatever you go fishing, you don't. Okay, well, anyways, they get usually they have these old school life preservers, which are these flimsy, really cheap foam little pillows. That's what it was. That's the kind of pillow it was. And then you could they had them for sale in the gift shop for like forty bucks, and it's like, why? And so yeah, I don't know. I would say that like there was a lot of hype. I understand why they marketed it so heavily, but it was unfortunately quite underwhelming the coolest part of it was some of the graphics and some of the way that the exhibit itself was i guess edited or put together or realized reminded me of that one time in university when i tried mushrooms and like the, the kind of the walls start to sort of melt so anybody out there who's looking for a free mushroom trip it would it's pretty much like that. there's no free mushroom trip you paid 50 bucks a person for it oh okay well without any of the health uh, risks i guess I would have to assume as someone who's never indulged in mushrooms that they're probably cheaper than 50 bucks, even though they don't come with a pillow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you got nothing to look at. At least you got something to look at here. Man. It was OK. It was OK. And I mean, I don't want to just art snobs there walking around tutting about how look at the use of color. Look at the composition. Look at, like, well, you know, because art snobs are some of the biggest bullshitters in the world. Well, art in general. Shit. They, they don't yeah, know anything. They don't know they, what they know is someone told them this is good art. So right. in order to demonstrate that they themselves have good taste, they just echo what other what experts have said. And they don't have any eye for art. It's like poetry. It's Most, funny how many times that the art world has been like trolled in recent history 
by guys who take advantage of this very fact where they just build up the mystique, especially social media. They can just build up the mystique of being some sort of an artist. And meanwhile, the whole time they're just seeing how far they can push the art community to to shit in their own hat, so to speak. I remember one guy, he came up with a I was going to do he did Warhol's tomato can, but just hung it upside down and like somebody and he ended statement. up making <laughs> what a statement. He just did that. And then like because of the careful marketing and the mystique that he created online around it, he sold it. He sold it for, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And it's all just bullshit word of mouth. That's all the art world is. You know what else In is my bullshit opinion. is what? wine experts. Oh, God. Now, I 100%. have no doubt that oh, there are people can tell the difference between a good wine and a bad wine. But they did this this test. I remember wine tasters where yeah. they put cheap wine yeah. in bottles yeah. of expensive wine. I remember that. Gave it to the, the wine experts and the wine experts couldn't tell the difference. They didn't know that they weren't drinking the good quality wine. They assumed that it was coming out of a certain bottle, that it was that wine. They, and put they a totally shit. punked them. They put a, they put the same boxed wine in two different bottles, one in a bottle with a shitty askew label and then told them the story about this new vineyard that just came out. And these guys were whoever. And then they put the same wine in another bottle and told them a bullshit story about how old this vineyard was, where it was in France, super fancy label. And they picked the fancier one as the better one every time, even though it was the same wine in both bottles. They and they punked, punked them. They punked I would them. love to see their faces when they found out they were punked. It's just the definitive proof that all of that stuff is bullshit. And anytime you say that to, I, I love telling that story to wine people and they're just like, they it, in one ear out the other. They're well, too yeah, invested. They, they, they turned their brain off. Of course. By that point, it's done. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so thank you for telling us about your most recent waste of money. Right. Yeah. Um, well, thank Giada for that one. And uh, <laughs> uh, your coffee maker. I understand. Oh, yeah. The I've one, entered the... the one that makes you the espresso so that you have in those expensive uh, cups that you ordered. No, no, no. I, I got a, I got an espresso machine, a red one. Oh, did it come cool with looking. George Clooney and Danny DeVito? A lock of each of their hair action figures, little action. George Clooney and Danny DeVito. Wouldn't you like, like when that? you, if you buy like a star Wars Lego, you get like whatever little character. Yeah. They should come with like, like a little, maybe a little Lego figure of George, George Clooney. Clooney or Danny <laughs> DeVito. That way, like, you have to buy two Nespresso's hoping to get uh, like if you got Clooney, then yeah. you could you buy more Nespresso's hoping to get the Danny DeVito figure. I get the head. I get the, the exclusive George Clooney figure where the uh, where the Lego is actually somehow has its head up its own ass. <laughs> now that, that's biologically very difficult. <laughs> well, because you kept giving me shit about being fancy. So I thought maybe I'd actually get fancy. So I got the fancy one. It wasn't even that expensive, to be honest. Nespresso is consumer grade. It's not so fancy. It's just expensive. Is it? So I can make an Americano now with one with one push. Isn't that we should because before before I had to make the espresso and then boil the water and then combine them. And now I can just do it all with one with a pod and the push of a button. Somebody uh, would you go over there and get me a ribbon to give to Anthony? A participation ribbon because he's a very good boy. Everybody gets a trophy award, please. So what's the deal with your coffee maker? Why, why did you want to talk to me about your coffee? maker? Well, I thought we were kind of on to the tick of what we were doing while we were on our break. And once this we was reopened a significant event during your break, 
it's just an update in the maker? it's an update in the chronicle of my of my coffee snobbery or my espresso snobbery as you call it so because we got one for the salon because the old one broke and i was enjoying it so much i got one for the house <laughs> well that was uh <laughs> how many minutes do you figure we talked about that because that's the time people are never getting back i didn't think i'd waste as much time on that as i did the van gogh exhibit but the van gogh exhibit there was a point to it there was a story there. It was there was told no a little point bit. to loss for words here. I thought Nespresso you know, is what you write down in your own little diary somewhere. That's not something you you waste time sharing with other people. I got this. Uh, I got this. Speaking of diary, I remember last time we were coming through the Rome uh, airport. I bought this this notebook with this really nice paper in it, and it's got a leather uh, leather bound. I'm recycled. detecting a lack of point coming. Alphabet Ecologia Ecolore Carta. How do you pronounce this? Riciclata? Riciclata? I don't know if to ask you. Riciclata? E cuoio. Where is the point? Regenerato. Recycle. Anthony, oh, that's what it is. Show oh, how me about, the point. It's a new segment called Anthony Translates Italian. No, no, Carta. it's not a new segment because that would oh. imply that it's something that will ever happen again. Carta reciclata, equolo regenerato, recycled paper, and regenerated leather made in Italy. Well, you said to my diary. How do you regenerate so di- leather. I don't know. That's the Italians. How do that's you the guy in the airport. Leather? That's the guy in the airport you don't selling leather. You, you get leather from a cow. Regen- How do you maybe regenerate it's generate leather. I guess maybe you, old couches. <laughs> it's not no. regenerated, it's repurposed. Maybe he's got a lab. Yeah, what is it like growing walls of, of leather? If they can do beyond meat, couldn't they do beyond leather? They do that all maybe the time. They, maybe they have. Yeah, they did. It was called vinyl. Oh, right. That's been around since the what? 40s? When did vinyl first come into play as a I first as an became option? aware of it in the 70s, but I don't... As a clothing... It was firmly ensconced. It had, but I feel like they started out... But didn't they put it in cars first as uh, affordable like uh, upholstery? Yeah, I think so. And they That's put it on easy, easy chairs. It's got to like be just recliners. as soon as as soon as plastics in general became more widespread. So probably turn of the century, just after the Industrial Revolution. No, we should call a steampunk. A steampunk would know. We can ask one no, of the park. No, steampunk knows nothing. All they know is how to glue gears on a on a felt hat. <laughs> and and That's pose. All they, That's all they fucking know. Steampunk. And then smoke a pipe, but really they're blowing bubbles. I tried to look up vinyl while we were talking ah. and uh, it came, all it came up was records. Oh, like I guess somewhere around the advent of the vinyl record, because up until then it was wax because vinyl wax was discs. A, wax cylinders. Even the Edison cylinder, if you go back far enough, it was a cylinder. And then it turned to a disc because I realized cylinders are stupid and they would break. So they, then, they got this program to vinyl group, like the more the molecules. And polyvinyl chloride, PVC, PVC oh. clothing. There's no, where is vinyl history? There's no history it's, of vinyl. I got to go ahead and say the history of vinyl is probably more of a boring topic. Than I got a new coffee maker. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say, no, practically nothing could be more boring than that. <laughs> Agree to disagree. All right. So uh, the 1940s is when they started using uh pvc yeah. for uh phonograph records as right. they call them so 
they that's when and they started calling that vinyl. So I guess yeah. the first use of vinyl was actually for records, and then it branched out into recliners and uh, and and clothing that doesn't breathe and things like that. That was kind of interesting because you think how much of an influence vinyl would have had. First of all, they put the music on vinyl and then they had the listener of the music sitting in a vinyl chair. And then they had that same listener wearing the very vinyl they were consuming at all levels. Orally. Vinyl has taken over the world and they're sitting in a room with PVC blinds over the window. So it's all plastics. It's all plastics. Plastic. Fantastic. Of course, the root or the uh, the uh, genus of vinyl being oil. So it's all about oil this week on Ed the Sock Lives. All right. What do you think? Um, I, I think that we should move on. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Had- what else can we talk about? So have you been watching the Disney Plus series? I know you have. I have started uh, with uh, WandaVision, WandaVision, then Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. Then Loki. Then Loki. I don't know about you, but the only one of those that was worth my time in the end was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Which what? Falcon and Winter Soldier was the only one that was worth my time. I least worth my time, Loki. Yeah, Loki was just way too much shitty dialogue. If other than that episode where there was various versions of Loki. And that was one of them cool. was an alligator with box yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> bit that guy's yeah. hand off. That yeah, was that awesome. Was, that was awesome. <laughs> that, that was the best that, episode. If, if the rest of Loki had been as good as the episode of multiple Lokis, it would have right. been a good. But as it was, it, it was just I kept waiting for a payoff. It seems like it just existed to try to set in motion a plot point for a Marvel right. film. Like it was just a gear, a cog in the machine. And it really wasn't worth anyone's time. WandaVision, the same thing. Set a gear and a cog for going into the multiverse, which they're going to do with, with Spider-Man. So, other, but Falcon and Winter Soldier was also a cog in that it brought us a new Captain America, but it stood on its own. It did, yeah. It had so many... Other, it had other themes that were relevant as opposed to just being a vehicle for some other thing down the line. Like Falcon and Winter Soldier... The, a lot of the issues it talked about, especially that whole plot line with uh, the other Captain America. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah. Isaiah Bradley. The Isaiah Bradley storyline was like, OK, cool. I see what you're doing here. This is this is something that we should be paying attention to. And like there was all this other stuff, like there was social commentary in it, like like not even Falcon could get a bank loan. Stuff like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, there was there was there was good social commentary in it. Good social commentary in it. And it was good just dialogue in general. Although I will say I did feel the big speech at the end when Falcon was talking to all the people like the, 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 the bankers and, or sorry, who were the bad guys in that? The, the white, the bunch of white guys that were like part of the redoing of the world yeah, the, after the re- relocation of people the, who came back five years later. Right. Like there was a, like a board of people that were like, did uh removed from the humanity of the people that they were fighting or whatever like something he was like giving them a pep talk about like how you should care about everybody and i felt like that could have been about 90 seconds shorter because it's almost started to lose its impact because it felt like comically long remember that when they're standing by the ambulances I remember and stuff? it was but it was you needed to have a it was Captain good america speech 
It you was good. To have a Steve Rogers Captain America speech. And that's what it was trying to do. But I just felt like it was just a bit longer than it needed to be. Well, the, for me, the bloom is off the rose of uh, of Disney Plus. It, the right. bloom was on the rose with the Mandalorian, which I thought sure. was excellent. Yeah, it was seasons. awesome. Have you watched all the way through now? Did you see the return of Luke? You know, if I hadn't, you would have just ruined the whole thing for me. <laughs> I'm glad you said both seasons. <laughs> also, uh, six months, six months. Sorry. Didn't we just say that? Yeah, but why would you ask someone if they've seen it and then blow the whole thing? I've had a few too many uh, uh, Americanos this afternoon in preparation for doing this. So I think I just kind of jumped the gun. My mouth and my brain were at odds there for a second. My mouth went faster than my brain did. Sorry. But so, yeah, awesome, right? And it's spoiler not hard alert. For your mouth to go faster spoiler. than your brain. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Spoiler, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't uh, um, but the, watched the it all the way. Disney plus through. Marvel stuff. I'm starting to feel like it's just too it's... calculated. Like you can see that where the, the machinery is. Right. And it's it's lost artistic motivation, and now it's strictly trying to move certain chess pieces, uh, 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 you know, along the board. That has become more so the overarching purpose of it, which kind of takes away from the storytelling. The other thing that I'm wondering is that uh, is this an experiment that is starting to uh, show that maybe the movies are the better format? because it's better to know less and just be entertained than it is to try to fill in details that maybe nobody gives a shit about, about, you know, certain characters or any of that kind of well, stuff. You're like still going to have to, when you make the movie, you're still going to have to do a, you know, behind like a, a recap because you can't expect that everybody who's going to see the movie has, has put all these Disney puzzle Plus. pieces together. Right. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a paid service. So you're still going to have to give the backstory. So it makes the TV series kind of a waste if they're not, if they don't stand on their own. And other than Falcon and Winter Soldier, they just don't stand on their own. What do you think? uh, Did you read about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney? I think she's got the right to do that. I think so too, because they they undercut, they undercut her box office. Like we went and saw that movie. Black Widow. Black Widow. And... Yeah, okay. It's a Marvel movie. I don't it know. Was not, it was very underwhelming. It was a little boring, to be yeah, honest. But like, was, and it was, there were parts the act- of it that were so stupid that the I, the action I'll, wasn't that great. I'll, uh, I'll extend my disbelief. I'll suspend my disbelief Spend really it. far on those things. Right. But nah. um, there, there it comes a point where they break even my brain with how stupid something is. <laughs> and because this tell. was actually supposed to be based on actual science and it was not accurate. So like, if you want to tell me something about the the Bifrost bridge or super soldier serum, you got me. All right. Because that is clearly (laughs) fantasy. But when you start alleging that if you hit your head on a table, (laughs) you lose the sense, your sense of smell. And that's scientific. Yeah. No, that is not how that works. To bring that up as like the major set piece, just her slamming her head into a table. It's like, okay, like, couldn't we? It was just, I was like, oh, for crying out loud. Like, there was parts where it was amusing. She was quite good. I thought the the second, the new Black Widow was very good. Um, Yeah, her replacement seems to be uh, pretty solid. Um, But the movie itself, here's the thing I saw it at a a drive in. And 
I took a, a minute to go grab some snacks, which wound up taking 20 minutes. And I came back uh -huh. to the movie and apparently I missed nothing. I missed nothing <laughs> of substance. No story no. points had no. moved forward in the 20 minutes that I was in line to get snacks. It was a bit, yeah. It's it almost like it sort of mirrored a lot of what like you kind of experienced in some of the new shows too, where it was just like, why is there so much dialogue? Like, I don't care that much. Like Marvel is supposed to be like, okay, let's find out a little bit, some fun. But it's like, it's if, you, if you're a comic fan, I guess maybe, okay, let's have some more dialogue. If it's compelling, you can then refer back to whatever original source material they're talking about and understand the winks and the nods they're giving to the comic readers. I'm not a comic reader. I don't think most of the people that are going to see these movies necessarily have a great history or understanding of the source material or what. No, I think you're right. I think so it's like going to, they're going in clear, clean with yeah, this stuff. They're going in clean with this stuff. So it's like, are we not here just to be like mindlessly entertained? Like, why is it, I just think it's pushing itself to try to be something that it doesn't necessarily need to be. The other thing that I was disappointed by was I was really hoping that if you're setting up a multiverse and you're setting up a time, you know, time travel and all this shit, how come at the end in the post credit scene when she did the little whistle, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow didn't whistle back. That would have been so much more satisfying and entertaining. Do you know what I'm She's talking about? Dead. But maybe she isn't. Like, isn't yes, that? It would have been. A, it would have been a very interesting. Uh, like that would have been like, oh but... shit! You know, like that's yeah. what you want. You want those ah shit moments. That's why you go to yeah, see. That, like, I was expecting the the whistle to come back, and when it didn't, I was like, ah, cop out. But right. I'll tell you, I'll t let's talk about a movie that does it right. A comic book movie that does it right. Suicide Squad. Let's talk about it. You're Did gonna you have to do it? most of the. You're gonna have to do most of the talking on that one. Yeah. You haven't seen it. I I find Jared Leto to be off-putting as the Joker. I can't stand his face. He's not so in I never it. saw. It. Oh, I thought he was. No. This is, is Will Smith in it. No. Which one are you talking? What am I thinking of then? You're thinking of the first Suicide Squad, which was shit. Yeah, I never saw that one. So what Suicide Squad are you talking? There's another one. Yeah, it had a huge <laughs> publicity campaign. It's it hilarious. It is oh, okay. so good. It's uh, by James Gunn. Oh, can and we he, save it? Can we save it for next time? You got to see this movie. It is rated it. R. It is oh. so fucking good. It and it's is with, so fucking good. Who's in it? Margot uh, Robbie John in there? Cena is in it. Uh, oh. Idris Elba is in it. Oh, okay. So, the DC? Uh, the Margot Robbie is in it. Okay. Uh, the, it's, they, it's great. And there's a huge cast that they advertise as the, the Suicide Squad. And it's so it's, not, it, it, this movie may as well have had nothing to do and be completely unrelated to the first one. Oh, perfect. So I don't have to even see the no, first one. It's better okay. you didn't. Do I have to see Harley Quinn or any of that nope. shit? Is it, is it kind of like their, is it kind of like their Deadpool in a way where it's like it, it, raunchy could, and fun? You could say that, yeah. You could it's, make that comparison. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's great breakout characters in it. It's, Sweet. The dialogue is hilarious. Okay. Um, and the action, I mean, some of the action is, the, the violence is gory in places. Oh, good, but, good, good. But it's, and the, the, the big, the big bad at the end is something from DC history, which I never thought they could realistically make into a, a, an actual threat. And they did, and it's glorious. Oh, it sweet. It is such a good movie. It is amazing. I can't praise so it it's enough. So it's definitely your favorite of most of the new stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because James Gunn understands how to take these characters that people don't know anything about 
and make you give a damn about them and flesh them out, not by doing a ton of exposition, right. because this movie starts and it goes right in. Nice. It doesn't, so there, there's it not a ton you. of exposition. It, catches, it you right away. catches you up as you're going along. But the thing is, it doesn't require very much explanation. You don't Suicide need to know what is villains back in the day who right. volunteer to uh, for, for dangerous missions in order to get their uh, sentences reduced. Oh, nice. That's easy enough. That's a fairly simple concept. Yeah. And, and there you go. And, and that's they, cool because it's almost like it's an easy concept to understand. Compelling characters, not a ton of exposition, lots of great, gory, raunchy, fun stuff versus, hey, let's take the next four years to establish a new big bad in the Marvel universe when we just had Thanos and that movie was fucking awesome. I like that was exactly what you wanted. But now they have to start from again. And quite frankly, I'm not really interested in where it's going. Like all these multiverse and Kang the Conqueror and the Watchers and who the fuck are any of these people? I don't know who any of these people are. They're just I know that they're comic book characters, but like, does anybody outside of that? Does anybody else feel like how much more powerful can it? It, it kills it a bit where it's like if Thanos could have snapped the universe in a fucking snap, who gives a fuck if the next guy's more powerful? Like, that's pretty powerful. Like how you can't fathom or get excited about overcoming something bigger. Well, it's, than that. it's the next guy, uh, Kang, isn't uh, more powerful. He's different powerful. So different he can disrupt powerful. things in a completely different way. And the thing sure. about Kang in the comics is uh, there's Kang and then he becomes, oh, I can't believe it's uh, slipping my mind now. He becomes another character, Immortus. He, who, Immortus. he becomes Immortus. And then he goes back in time and, be, and he's, his original uh, thing is he's an Egyptian pharaoh. Um, and then he becomes Iron Lad in the Young Avengers. Like the character is, it, it's very, con I'm sure they're going to stay away from all that. Almost shapeshiftery. Like he just keeps popping up in different no, iterations well, of himself. Or... He just pops, there are different iterations of himself. Um, I said shapeshifter uh, shape E. 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 Um, e. And uh, yeah, that that's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. They're going to obviously flatten it out and uh, make it a little easier to follow. The thing that's did... interesting to me is that DC created the concept of a comic book multiverse and they did it. They Marvel were doing it long it. before Marvel jumped yeah. on the bandwagon. And now Marvel's going to beat them to, the, to the movies with the multiverse with Spider-Man and people will think DC copied. Oh, that's a bummer. DC is doing a multiverse with the, the Flash movie. Because you've always been a, you're more of a DC guy, but it's kind of at this point underdog as far as their movies are concerned. Like they've had well, a lot of misses. Been, their movies have been, there have been more misses than hits. Did you, what did Aquaman you think? Aquaman was good. Yeah. Wonder Woman, the first one was good. Yeah, that was one great. was good. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad is really, Suicide Squad 2 is really good. Um, okay. What I about the Joker? Shazam. It was fun. Yeah. Um, what about Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker? I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Uh, I know somebody who saw it who who was a good judge of movies said it was very good. Uh, good. But it's not part of a universe. It stood out. It stood on its own. Of course. Um, but they, I heard that it was quite a good movie. And, well, Joaquin uh, Phoenix is generally Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, yeah. he does his Joaquin Phoenix thing. Yeah. So, but my favorite TV show, my favorite superhero TV show currently. You want to guess what it is? Before I said I was going to mention, right, you said, let me I guess? Oh, I want to guess. I want to guess. All right. Favorite, um, favorite superhero TV show. TV, not movie. TV show. So, uh, sorry. Did you clue me in on recently or of all time? 
Uh, it's currently running recently, but it's one of my favorites of all time. But it is currently it is currently running in its second season. Umbrella Academy. Oh, please. I couldn't get through two episodes of that shit. Yeah. I thought that was dreary as fuck. Yeah, it was really depressing. Okay, uh, the boys. No, I, I can't. Well, I, I don't like excessive uh, violence. So okay. I didn't watch the boys. I understand that it's done very well. Right. It's just not. It's it, mean spirited, quite yeah, frankly. It's, it's, it's very mean spirited. And it's not. Yeah, I tried me. watching the first couple episodes and I was like, these people are just really good at being assholes. And it's a bit of a turnoff. I don't really want to. Yeah, that's. I, I read this. the comic. Right. I read the first arc in the comic. And I was like, okay, I stopped reading the comic because I was like, this is just too. It, it, it's too cruel. And mm-hmm. it takes the, the joy out of superhero stuff, which is supposed to be yeah. fantasy and fun um so no not the boys okay can i guess one more time and if i don't get it then yeah all right you can give us the uh let me see you're not gonna guess it because i don't think it's a show you've even ever heard of star girl yeah it's star girl all right sweet (laughs) that was lucky how the hell did you guess star girl I typed in new superhero shows and I clicked over star girl and it said two seasons. And I was like, oh, I feel like I remember cheated. you. I cheated. I remember you mentioned it like a year ago or something. I remember no, you I talking I about it. I hadn't even seen it a year ago. I've heard you talk. Maybe it wasn't a year ago then, but I have heard you reference star girl before saying like, so fucking good. Now, if you're not uh, a DC star girl, explain. She kind of looks like captain America vibes a bit. No, she's not that at all. She's, the outfit like from far away the history they explain the history of the outfit because these are basically second generation heroes um replacing the the very first super team in comics which was the justice society of america Uh um and they're they're young and they're replacing this team which was defeated um years earlier and Um... it's it, it does not it it does not succumb to the typical teenage shit that a lot of these shows do that everything on the CW does. It's right. just solid storytelling, solid acting. Um, the, the villains are frightening. Um, and the, the, the sense of threat to the characters is real, but there's also a sense of joy. The problem with too many superhero things is they put in this thing that, Oh, I have the responsibility of the world on my shoulders. What do I burden. As opposed to, most people get superpowers They're like this is fucking awesome. Oh, um, sweet. It's it's just a great series. It's well made. Uh, it, the dialogue is good. The acting is really good. The characters are well sketched out and it's well plotted. There's no wasted space in the stories. Every one thing leads to another thing. And it gives you the like, you don't have to be a comics fan to understand it. It tells you within the first the first part of the first episode, basically what it's about. Um, and the first episode might be a bit slow for people, but by episode two, it really picks up and gets going And each episode gets better and better. And if you're a fan of DC comics and you've got a long history of knowledge of the history of DC comics, there's a lot of Easter eggs in there, which, uh, if you don't recognize them, it doesn't take away your entertainment value. But if you do recognize them, you're like, holy shit, they're really using that character. I never in my life thought that character would wind up on television. Hello. Hey. Did you go somewhere? No, I'm listening. Sorry. 
I think you just skipped around a little bit. Maybe the connection's a little shaboogity on my end. You there? Is the connection on the internet or is it in your head? Gotta be either. I don't know, man. I heard you going and blinking around and then now you're back again. All right. Still recording. Um, I guess we'll have to listen in post maybe, but you were onto a rip there, so you can keep going. So I know I just encourage people, if you like superhero shows and you're not jaded, then uh, check out Stargirl, which in Canada is only available on Amazon Prime. Cool. I think that um, it's funny that Canadians, uh, Canadian Network didn't pick it up. I think because they were burned with Batwoman, which is an unwatchable television show. <laughs> it is. Yeah, they took the promos dreadful. down. Dreadful. They it took is the uh, billboard down. So bad. It is cheap, and the characters are bad, and the uh, writing is terrible. It production. Is, and so values. I think that they got locked into a contract with Batwoman, and then they heard of the Star Girl, which is not a popular character, like not a character people have ever heard of. And they were like, no, this is too much of a risk. And they didn't take it. And so a lot of people in Canada will never see this amazing series. Another great series, Superman and Lois, is really good because it's. It, it, it's just more mature. Like they deal with things like having had a miscarriage and Ooh. how difficult it is to raise teenage kids, but without creating fake drama and melodrama, but they also include the action scenes. It's just extremely well woven and well acted. And there's times I'm watching and I'm like, is this a superhero show? This is uh, a lot deeper than most superhero shows go. It's like, it's like when's Laura Dern going to walk in here? <laughs> is, is that a, is that a Twin Peaks reference? You know Laura Dern. Yeah. Great actress. Every show she's in, like, what's that one where she's like her friend killed her husband? Like, it's always like some fucking thing, tragedy going on in the background. Nobody's figured out yet with Laura Dern. No, she was in the episode of Ellen where Ellen came out as gay. And she See, was something in... in the background that nobody fucking knows about yet. That's the kind of show she does. Laura Dern. Because right. you're like, oh, because you're like, it's more dramatic and miscarriages and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't, I mean, miscarriages are awful, but like when I'm sitting down to watch TV, I don't. I, no, I don't they, they use it to propel a storyline ah. forward. It's not something they spend the entire episode dwelling on. It's a fact okay. that occurred that uh -huh. propels a piece of the storyline for, further forward. And it deals, it's a very uplifting series. Is it a, um, as long as the resolution is uplifting, it's. A, oh, I find whole, that a lot of it's so it's so good. It is. A lot I of, mean, it's Superman. They, uh, which yeah. I guess they ruined that with the Man of Steel movies and made it very dark. But this is yeah. a bright Superman, and the guy who plays Superman is really good. And right. uh, it's just a really well constructed show. It's not like your typical superhero show, which is just um, mm. they substitute superheroics for any character development or depth. Mm. It's better than that. It's tough to get the right balance. I mean, you have to have smart people who are. I find that when you put fans of these show, of these comics and these characters behind the wheel of these shows, it's a lot better. Like uh, John Favreau doing the Mandalorian, being a huge Star Wars fan, I think is the reason why it's better. It could than... also it could also go very badly, because as an example, there was a an amazing amazing science fiction movie that came out a bunch of years ago called John Carter. And the guy who, who was, was behind it, um, who Keanu was, Reeves, I feel like that was Keanu. Reeves. No, no, no. It was, it was Taylor, uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor, somebody, um, uh, he's a Canadian guy. It what? was, it was one of, it, it is one of the best science fiction adventure 
series movies I've ever seen. But okay. it got really bad press because the guy who was in charge of the movie thought that everybody he was so deep into the into John Carter, the character, which started in, the, in like, I think, 1911 by Edgar Rice Burroughs before he created Tarzan. And oh. so much of Star Wars, for example, was taken from John Carter. Um, he was so into John Carter and believed that everybody in the world knew John Carter as well as oh. he did. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. And yeah. so he screwed up the marketing on it. He screwed up the name on it. You know, John Carter, what does that say to you? It doesn't say anything. Um, no, nobody they, knows. They, they wanted to change the name to make it something that indicates it's a science fiction movie and adventure doesn't movie. Even- and he you was sound, like, no, people yeah. know John Carter. I ne- Literally until just now, I'd never even heard of this movie. How did you miss it? It was a giant uh, box office bust. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you should, you should get it. It's, it. It is really an amazing science fiction adventure and full of great humor. It's just extremely well done. Every time I've told someone to watch it, they're like, yeah, and they watch it. They go, that was fucking amazing. I love when that happens. That hasn't happened for me in a while where I've actually watched something that I've been truly blown away by outside of the norms of what we normally watch. You should check out Suicide Squad and you should check out John Carter. It really is. If you like science fiction adventure and if you like Star Wars, this is where a lot of Star Wars came from. Like John Carter isn't even vaguely spacey. It just sounds like it sounds like a Keanu Reeves. Who's the guy that Keanu Reeves played? What's the movie? John, it's like it sounds like that. I know. The original novel was called the novel series was John Carter of Mars. See that? Why wouldn't you say Carter of Mars or John or John because Carter of Mars? Because the guy was convinced that everybody knew that was everybody in on it. knew who John Carter was because he was so deep into it as a nerd. That's fairly that myopic. I mean, he screwed yeah. it up. And that's the problem with uh, with com- people who are too into the subject material. They can't properly adapt it because they don't recognize you need to make changes in the material from the printed page to live action. Well, also from a business marketing point of view, you want to make it good for everybody, not just the super fans. You got to please everybody. That's what Favreau, I think, is ultimately the best at. Well, like he Favreau did- understands the core, the heart yeah. of what makes Star Wars work. Right, and I the think family. That the people yeah. in who made the movies, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, who, who did uh, uh, Lost? What's his, uh, um, fuck, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Wick, JD uh, something or other. What the hell? Oh, JJ Abrams. JJ Abrams. JJ. And uh, uh, the other guy. Um, uh, they whoever. did not. They Was did it Joss not, Whedon? No. Oh. They did not understand the core of what makes Star Wars work in those last. In the first three movies, they didn't get it. In the last oh. three movies, they didn't get it. They, and yet, The Mandalorian and a movie called Solo. Uh, yeah. Solo understood that Star Wars needs to be fun. And Solo? Solo is terrible. Solo is an about? amazing movie. Get out of here. Fucking Did you actually no. watch it? Once. I only could sit through it once. Good it Lord. Was amazing. I did, at some point, Woody Harrelson were, shows up. And the only... I think, no. They were robbing the train? Yeah. I mean, it was all right. I think that... Uh, I Maybe I need to give it another watch. But if I was going to compare any of those anthology or side movies, like the, the other... was pretty good. Rogue One was my, I think, of all the new Star Wars stuff, uh, uh, exclusive of the tele, of the TV series, I definitely think Rogue One is the best story, Star Wars story they've told, because it's nice. Like, everybody dies. When do you ever see that in a Star Wars movie? It's pretty awesome, 
right? It's like, this is final. We understood. They took this little thing. Many Bothans died to bring us this information and they blew it up into this awesome. You care about those characters. They introduced an awesome droid. I think that K2SO was probably the best new droid of all uh, so far. Well, I, and, uh, I loved Solo. And loved I, Solo liked, I liked Rogue One. You liked I, Rogue I One. thought that Rogue One, they could have escaped. They could have had them not die in the end. Um, but Rogue One was a well-told story. Yeah, um, and it was but, beautiful but, too. But like that movie movies, looks awesome. Episodes uh, six, oh, what seven, a, eight, nine were what a missed opportunity. It's so sad. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, but Favreau it, did bring it back. He did us a favor by bringing uh, by bringing Luke back. Sorry if you haven't seen any of that yet. Uh, oh no, that was you ne- that needed. To I spoiled happen. that about forty-five minutes ago. That, that needed, needed to happen. happen. I honestly like. I couldn't believe how overwhelmed I was when I saw that. Like I didn't oh, realize I how much away. of a. St- I was blown away. Like I was like, I mean, just like tears of joy. Like this yeah, is so cool. Thank you. Cool. This is the coolest Star Wars thing that had happened in so long. Yeah, it was so it was good. Because so even even in even in Rogue One, the Darth Vader scene at the end was awesome. But they also like like Darth Vader's scene in the middle of the movie bummed me out when they're like, careful not to choke on your aspirations. It's just a little too on the nose with the pun. You know, it just kind of lamed out that scene as my one criticism of that of that movie was. Well, far well as if your only Vader's criticism is one scene, then the movie's pretty good. Um, well, also the other scene with uh, Forrest Whitaker and that like brain melting thing at like oh, where it didn't, yeah. the I didn't really get that. Like it was supposed to make people turn crazy, and then the guy, the pilot, all of a sudden wasn't crazy anymore. Like there's a couple. It's a little rough around the edges in spots like that, but I just think overall. Best like Darth Vader got his due, and that's what was great about Mandalorian was Luke finally got his due. He got well, like, people just want to see him. I hope kick Disney ass doesn't ass over. it up by creating all of these new Star Wars series. You got the Book of Boba Fett, you got yeah. Mandalorian season three, you got Obi Wan Kenobi, you got yeah. the movie with Cass Andor. Supposedly yeah. they're doing Night uh, Knights of the Knights New of the Republic. Re- new Republic. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're uh you know they're they're announcing all of these movies or these tv series i hope because you know you can john favreau and dave filoni can be Those spread two. too thin yeah and you know the, the, the they got to concentrate on the mandalorian and it was yeah. glorious but uh if they get they spread also- too thin to supervise too many productions right. we can see the pro- the quality slip don't know it's, we'll see it's gonna be tough because i think that ultimately what what one me over f- with those two guys was okay you can bring back ahsoka that's super cool a lot of people love ahsoka i don't really have any emotional or childhood connection to that character I didn't but either, a lot of people thought the episode was amazing thought the episode was amazing and especially i went back and watched the stuff that uh they were on about with her in the cartoons like the yeah and the, the clone rebel wars. rebels and clone wars but i can't stand the animation style of those shows so i didn't I hate it too i hate it too but the thing i think they got an alley-oop was is like everybody was waiting for that luke skywalker moment with these new films and when they didn't get it those three movies disappointing fans that much alley-oop favreau and filoni to be able to do it in the mandalorian and that's you're never i don't think you can like that as a moment is probably the biggest moment to how are you going to get that back? Like maybe Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan versus Vader. Like that's what people want to see what Obi-Wan was doing on Tatooine. Like maybe they could focus their energy on that book of Boba Fett might have some cool moments. I don't know. Like there's a lot of, there was a lot of like, there's a lot of, it's a rich pent up to draw a lot of pent up emotion. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, that's true. 
All I right. don't think they'll muck it up. I think they'll probably give us I what we're looking not. for. As but long as we the, just keep our expectations low. And they, they, <laughs> muck, they, know, they, they mucked it up. I'm enjoying what if for what it is. I didn't enjoy yeah. the third episode. I thought it was terrible. The, the first two episodes yet. were uh, were quite entertaining. First um, one was cool, yeah. So anyway, I, I think it's time. I got to go. Okay. All I right. got to go. Well, I got okay. things to do. Okay. Yeah, I guess me too. I should probably go do stuff. Go, that get, go have an espresso. I got to go make another coffee and piss my pants on the way up the stairs. Okay. You did that in the first place? This is a reoccurrence? <laughs> okay. All right. You go change your linens and... Uh, <laughs> We will uh, see you here next uh, or listen to you here or talk to you here next week. Don't forget, I'm uh, at Ed the Sock on Twitter and on both Instagram and TikTok, Ed underscore the underscore Sock, plus the Facebook page, Ed the Sock, and newmusicnation.ca. Go like. there. It's got the old school spirit of much music and great new music. Hey, and like, comment, subscribe. You have to give that one too because it's YouTube. I know, I always forget that. Like, comment, subscribe. Like, well, comment, that's subscribe. I got to remember what, that. Yeah. Follow yeah. us, like, comment, subscribe. Send us your emails and maybe at some point we'll maybe get a password reset and we'll respond to some of them. Yeah, maybe that'll happen. All yeah. right. I'll, uh, goodbye, Anthony. Bye. What was, what was that? Bye. All right, I'm not indulging this any further. All right, thank you for listening. I'm Ed the Sock. He's Anthony Howell, and we're outie. Ed the Sock is